0: it's time to be about that life. The Startup Life. Here's your host, Dominic Lawson. All right, Startup Nation. So I hope you're ready to receive some value today. My name is Dominic Lawson, and this is The Startup Life, the show for entrepreneurs and career-minded professionals. You know, Startup Nation, sometimes we just have it in our mind that we just know exactly what we want to do on this path of entrepreneurship and really chart the course of our lives and Today's guest knows very much about that as he graduated from the University of Iowa and two days later moved to L.A. He is an American film television producer and director. He is responsible for many of Netflix's hits, such as two of my favorite projects, The Toys That Made Us and The Movies That Made Us. He is also responsible for many comedy specials like for the likes of Kevin Hart, Tiffany Haddish, uh, Aziz Ansari, And more and have worked on many uh, projects on many other platforms that include Disney Plus, the History Channel, Amazon, BET Plus and more. He is the founder and CEO of Company Dynamics. He is Brian Volkweiss, BVW. How's it going, my man?
1: I'm doing all right, man. How you doing? I Thank you for man. having me
0: on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And like you said, like I said earlier, man, I'm so gracious uh, for your time today. I know is we're recording this the day before Thanksgiving, man. Kind of really quickly before we get into our conversation really quickly. Uh, talking to me about, you know, what you got planned for uh, the next few days. Are you taking a, a few days off for Thanksgiving? You enjoying the family? Or are you going to kind of sneak in some work? Kind of tell me about the next few days. Well,
1: there, there's some sort of pandemic going on
0: <laughs> right uh, right <laughs>
1: so i uh thanksgiving uh will we we typically have between 30 and 50 people come over gotcha uh, and this year uh we are having i believe four people uh, wow. come over so uh it, it'll uh it, it'll be the family plus four gotcha. uh, instead of the family plus
0: uh thirty to fifty. Gotcha, gotcha. Which
1: yeah. by the way, uh I am not complaining about.
0: Right. <laughs> gotcha. No, I definitely understand that. Uh, for sure. Uh, you know, you, you talked about the pandemic and I wanna kinda tie that into what you do uh, you know, with your film projects and stuff like that. You know, just kind of talk about how you've had to transition with your, you know, with your not just like, you know, maybe some projects were moving forward, maybe some projects stopped, or maybe some of the projects that were still going forward maybe had to be altered due to the pandemic. Kind of talk about that, that uh that uh I guess pivoting, if you will.
1: To to use a word that I've said more in 2020 than the rest of my life combined uh, times a, a billion million
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, or a million billion gotcha. however you want to say it. Gotcha. you. Uh, uh, we we have been very 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 blessed. Gotcha. Uh, none of our series were postponed or canceled. You know, we we're making three shows for Netflix this year, a show yeah. for Disney Plus, a show for BET Plus, a couple things for Amazon, and uh, we we very luckily had nothing canceled. Um, we did have to shift some stuff around, and we had to build some new gear. Mm. Uh, you know, we we built these remote shooting kits uh, so we could keep filming. Um, so that's that's definitely something. Uh, we We never did before or, or had before uh, so I mean it, it really was just about adapting. Uh, we evacuated our headquarters really early, like we evacuating like the end of February, like around february twenty seventh gotcha and I think we were completely out everybody uh by March thirteenth. Uh, and a lot of people thought I was crazy, mm. um, including me and my wife. <laughs> but gotcha. unfortunately, uh, I was not crazy. Uh, um, and I think partially because we evacuated so quickly, we were fully operational b- uh, before April. Uh, and that's part of why we were able to just keep working.
0: Gotcha. Got you. Thank you for sharing that. And you're right. February 27th is is pretty early. I know a lot of people start kind of making that transition probably like what, mid-March and stuff like that. But let me ask you this in that same vein, you know, when you're talking to uh, your your family, your wife and stuff like that, but also your team, because I believe you employ about 70 people uh, there in L.A. Kind of talk about like that. Well, I guess we're Kind of walk me through that conversation about like, look, team, like this is coming. And even ahead of time, like you said, walk me through that conversation as far as like trying to convince them, like, this is the right thing to do. This is what we're going to do, but we're going to be okay. Kind of walk me through that, if you don't mind.
1: I mean, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I was sitting at my son's softball game uh, and I got a news alert. Uh, saying that South Korea was shutting its borders and starting to quarantine, right? Uh, and um, I guess uh, I, I didn't realize this at the moment, but after the fact, I realized. Uh, I guess I have a lot of respect for the uh, the Korean government mm-hmm. uh, because the moment I saw that, I was like, oh yeah this This is coming here, right, because before that it was just China and Italy and iran uh and obviously, I don't mean any disrespect to any of those countries, of course, but I don't know, man, it was something about South Korea I was like okay this this is real,,
2: mm-hmm. so
1: that night i I got home, I did a deep dive into everything, you know, Google and whatever, and I'm like, yeah, listen, if I'm being fully honest with you, like, you know, my uh, my grandparents, all of them survived the Holocaust gotcha. and uh, were became very close to getting killed in the camps. Mm. And, you know, one of the things I was raised growing up with, my grandfather told me, uh, and his entire family you know died in the in the gas chambers right. and you know he told me he was like you know when i left austria people f- crazy uh, and then the nazis invaded and everybody died and you know what my grandfather taught me and he told me this over and over and over again until he passed away was you can always go back gotcha. but you can't always leave mm. So when I saw that South Korea was getting hit, that I just uh, I just heard my grandfather saying that, and literally that night, and you know this is one of the benefits of being the the CEO and, and founder. Right. I sent an email to the whole company saying, "Listen, some of you are going to think this is crazy. Some of you are going to be okay with it. Um, and you know maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm being paranoid, but." We are leaving. Uh, I want to have everybody out of the building uh, before March 15th. Uh, So tell your supervisors what you need to do that, and let's go, because we we are leaving. And uh, nobody told me I was crazy until about a month or two later. Mm. Uh, Everybody was evacuating. And then I had a couple people say to me, you know, man, I finally thought you had lost your mind, Uh, (laughs) but uh, you were right. And thank God we did. And that's that's really, uh, you know, my CFO called me and was like, you sure about this? And I was like, no, I'm not. But like my grandfather said, we can always go back. And, you know, one of the reasons why leaving early was so important for our company is you know, it's 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 not just about people working from home. You know, we had to move a lot of equipment. Right. You know, some of our people that deal with color and sound correction, you know, some of them are working on 800 to 1,000-pound machines that, like, needed flatbed trucks mm. to get them out. Of, like, some of these things were never even designed to be moved. Right. So... It was a very complicated, you know, we had over 80 people, and about 50 of which had editing machines and color correcting and whatever, like, have to get moved. And I mean, to this minute, our entire company, which for almost two decades has functioned in one building in Burbank, you know, we're spread out over 70 miles, you know, in four or five dozen homes right. right now. So doing that quickly, and like I said, unfortunately, I was right. Um, it, it was very meaningful because I know a lot of production companies that did not move quickly. Um, and, you know, they, some of them are out of business temporarily. Some of them are out of business permanently. Right. So I, I give my grandfather uh, pretty much all the credit
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. No, I I appreciate that. And and, you know, it goes back to uh, this theory I have when it comes to, you know, entrepreneurship. And it's kind of like, you know, it's not that necessarily you can tell the future, but if you can, if you pay attention to what's happening around you, you can kind of predict what's going to happen next. And it seems like you have that, man. So I appreciate you sharing that story.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always reading, you know, I'm a big reader, books, internet, whatever. And, you know, to me, it's all about patterns.
2: And, you know, nobody
1: can predict the future. But if you pay attention to the patterns of the past, it's the closest you can come without having a time machine to being able to do that.
0: For sure. For sure. Thank you for sharing that. Once again, Startup next. we're talking to Brian Volkweis, founder and CEO of company, uh, Comedy, uh, Dynamics. I, I wanted to ask you this because we said at the top of the show, one of, one of my favorites, uh, that you've done is, is the toys that made us and, and the movies that made us, especially the toys that made us. Man, you really took me and my wife. Uh, down memory line, memory lane uh, with that one. I want to ask you this because I know uh, you have about, you know, a lot of uh, uh, toys in your in your office, about 2000 plus of them. Uh, You know, when you're pursuing a passion, a passion project like that one, how do you kind of, I guess, uh, differentiate between the passion part, but actually telling the story behind those brands and those companies kind of walk me through that, because I think that's important.
1: Well, I mean, you you just have to be ruthless about doing what's best for the audience. Right. And, I mean, I'll give you a great example. Sure. I mean, I'm not a He-Man fan. Mm -hmm. I'm not a Barbie fan.
2: Gotcha. I'm not
1: a Hello Kitty fan. I'm not a Power Rangers fan. Okay. Uh, I'm not a wrestling fan. So, uh, of the 12 episodes we've made so far, you know, I, I, I think at least four or five of them are not toys that when the show was greenlit I collected mm-hmm. now I collect them gotcha <laughs> <laughs> but uh, back back in the day when it was greenlit I really didn't want to do He-Man I, I was like so dead set against He-Man I, I didn't get <laughs> He-Man like I knew I had to do Barbie and right. I was okay with it of course um, and I wanted to do I did Hello Kitty for my wife gotcha um, but he-Man, I really didn't want to do. Really? and Yeah, I just wasn't a fan. I never understood it. Mm. And um, basically, all of the research that our research department came up with, uh, and they were like, dude, you should really take another look at He-Man. Like, I, I, I'm not sure why you're so against this. Got you. So, A, I hired people that I trusted. So when they said that to me, I listened to them. And B, I, I read what they had provided me, and they were right. Mm. So that's – so I just – like I said, I just did what I thought the audience would want. Listen, I cheated a couple times. I, <laughs> I made the Star Trek episode for me. Gotcha. Uh, I, I definitely – we probably should have done Power Rangers in season one mm. instead of Star Trek. Um, but, you know, I did that one for myself. Gotcha. But, um But, yeah, I, like I said – my job is, uh, the way I look at my job is, my job is to entertain the audience, to either make them laugh or cry, but to give them an emotional response if they are, you know, generously giving me their time. For sure. So, you know, I, I, I heard a great quote once, Sam Raimi, when he booked Spider-Man,
2: mm-hmm.
1: he said, he was like, listen, I'm making Spider-Man. I'm not making Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, mm. and I, I took that to heart, and that's how I try to produce and direct. Where I, you know, I pick things that I care about, but I'm making a show for the audience, and I want them to enjoy it and feel like I rewarded their time with value. So that means I.
0: Cannot always do what I want. All right, Startup Nation. So, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We got to pay some bills. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson, and you're listening to The Startup Life. Tresta powers this episode of The Startup Life. and it's all unlimited. Calling, texting, and all of the powerful call management features like auto attendance, call recording, user groups, and more for just $15 per user per month. With Tresta, there's no contract, and you don't need any special hardware, just your smartphone you're already using. Tresta is easy to configure, so you can set everything up yourself, all online avoiding all the hassle and high overhead costs of setting up a traditional business phone system. Which is important because as entrepreneurs, we are always trying to cut cost and time. They're often a 30-day free trial so you can see if Tresta's virtual phone system is right for you. Communicate smarter and more efficiently with Tresta. Start now at Tresta.com forward slash Startup Life. That's T-R-E-S-T-A dot com forward slash Startup Life. The link is there in the show notes if you're listening on the podcast. Tresta, business communication simplified. All right, Startup Nation, welcome back as we continue our conversation with today's guest here on The Startup Life. For sure. For sure. No, I I appreciate that because we have a lot of times... Where entrepreneurs are, you know, they're so caught up into what they want, but they kind of miss the uh, not be as ruthless as to what the the target audience, or what the audience wants and stuff like that. So I definitely uh, appreciate that, Brian, for sure. I wanted to ask you. Uh, yeah, oh, for it's sure. The, it's the truth. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I appreciate that. And, and in that same vein, I want to ask you this because we have a lot of people out there who want to you know create content and stuff like that. And they want to be on like a platform, like a Disney plus and a Netflix, something that you have been doing uh, pretty successful for a while now. I guess I'm curious about, you know, how does uh, not only does a project come together, but also how does that pitch? What does that pitch to Netflix? What does that pitch to Disney plus sound like where you're trying to, you know, push an idea to them?
2: Well, First
1: of all, every single project comes together differently.
0: For sure. For I sure.
1: mean, there, there is no common way any of the shows that I've sold have come together. Gotcha. Every single story is different. Um, so that's the first answer. Gotcha. The second answer is the thing they all have in common is we either make a deck uh, or a tape. And then we set up a meeting and we basically pitch the show. And then we go through the deck and or show them the tape. And, you know, if they like it, they buy it. And if they don't, they don't.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, are, are there ever any any ones where you really wanted to, like, you know, get it greenlit? And they're just, just like, nah, we, we're not doing this one. Has that ever happened before? And then how did you take it?
1: Uh, it happened. And this is not an exaggeration. Gotcha. Uh, it happens about 99% of the time. Okay. Uh, so it obviously doesn't bother me too much. Otherwise, I would have committed suicide
0: <laughs> gotcha.
1: you. Know, 20 years ago. Um, but here's the truth of the matter, sure. as I see it. Just because people pass, that doesn't mean it's dead. Mm. Uh, toys That Made Us uh, took me seven years. To sell Wow I, I pitched it every year, came very close to the History Channel, very close at Nash, Netgeo, mm. um and you know at the last minute it didn't happen. and you know it was a very random series of events at Netflix that allowed it to happen. Gotcha. So you just so what I basically learned from that is, as long as I don't give up, it's going to sell. Got you. It's just a matter
0: of how long. Got you. Got you. So it took seven years for the toys that made us. Because I tell you, it took it took me less than seven minutes to when I saw it, to hit play on it. So that's crazy. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I appreciate that. You know, and, and so I, I want to ask you this because, you know, like I said, you've you've worked with many people, Kevin Hart, Ali Wong, Jim McGaffigan, uh you, You're working on a, a new project with uh, the Rock and His production company and stuff like that. I, I'm curious about like, all of those people's like, what's that common denominator as far as like just being successful? Is it the same thing like you were saying, as far as like just never giving up or uh, what is something that you've seen across the board when it comes to working with those people where it's like, man, they, they just have it. What is that? It's a mixture
1: of two things and everybody has a different, well, I guess it's three things. Gotcha. It's talent, Work ethic and luck. Mm. If you remove luck from the equation, which you really shouldn't, but let's just for the sake of argument, let's remove luck. Gotcha. It really comes down to a mixture of talent and hard work. There are some people that are 99% talent and 1% hard work. And then there's people that are 1% talent, 99% hard work. Mm. And then everybody else, is in the middle. So but that that's the main thing is hard work and talent
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. No, I I appreciate that. And, you know, and speaking of uh, another project really quickly before we kind of transition, I know uh, you did with the History Channel, you did Grant, which kind of premiered during Memorial Day and stuff like that. And during these these crazy times with the pandemic and stuff like that, I I am like you. I am a big fan of American history and war history and stuff like that. So I've been listening to uh, a lot of uh, podcasts that just kind of dive into, you know, how. Uh, the significant leaders, whether it be Franklin Roosevelt or Grant or or Winston Churchill, and how they dealt with just adverse situations, just like how we dealing uh, with the pandemic. You know, when when it comes to those leaders and and how you run your company, what are some of those those tenets? I know you talked about your grandfather uh, earlier, but what are some of those tenets from those leaders uh, that we have come to know through the history books that you have kind of taken to heart and implemented in how you run your company?
1: I mean, if you look at all the people that I look up to, you know, my, my kids are named after presidents, okay. you know, Washington, Grant and Lincoln and gotcha. Um, Truman. Gotcha. Um, if you look at all the people that I look up to and respect, these are all people that had, they came from nothing. They dealt with staggering amounts of failure right. their entire lives. Right. They never gave up, and they eventually prevailed. So that's that's what pretty much everybody I look up to has in common. Um, but, you know, it's the, the thing about, uh, and like I said, I read a lot, and I read a lot about historical figures. Mm-hmm. the The ones that people write books about, the thing that I have found very interesting is, they're usually very normal if not even leaning towards boring people. Mm. Like President Grant was like he was famous for being like the guy who disappeared in a in a room. Right. Like everybody would always say if there were ten people in a room, you'd remember nine, but you'd never remember Grant. Mm. But what mattered with Grant was When every other general didn't know how to fight the Confederacy, he knew. And the the thing that's interesting is everybody kind of knew what to do. But, like, Grant was the only one who had the courage to do it, which was fight. You know, everybody, all the other northern generals were just so afraid of the body count. They just kind of let the north that they, they just kind of let the South get away with it. Right. So, and Washington is the same with the British Washington. what everyone forgets about Washington, the guy won the first battle and then kind of lost every single <laughs> other battle.
2: Right. Six years. <laughs> right.
1: He was famous for retreating. Like he was like, like literally like his superpower was his ability to effectively retreat. Right. That's but really then he true. won the war,
2: right?
1: And he beat the most powerful government uh, on the planet at the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know what? What I and again, I'm not doing anything close to what any of these people I look up to did, right? But what I've learned from them is you gotta be, you gotta have confidence. It really comes down to confidence. And I make a million decisions a year. I mean, maybe not a million, but let's say I make a thousand decisions a year. Gotcha. I would say I have the factual data necessary to make, at the most, 30% of those decisions. Gotcha. So what that means is 70% of the time, to some degree, I'm flying blind. Hmm. And I've just made peace with that. And I've always been okay with that. So it's like, you know... I, I never get interviewed about all my failures, but the funny thing is I have for every success I've had conservatively 30 to 40 failures. Wow. And to me, like I said, going back to your question, like that's what I've learned from all these books. It's Got you. you can fail and fail and fail and fail. And as long as you keep getting up and you don't get demoralized or have a nervous breakdown, fuck it. You can even have a nervous breakdown. But as long as you recover from your nervous breakdown and keep fighting, you'll be OK and you'll prevail. I hear
0: that. I hear that. Thank you so much. I, I, I appreciate that. And I know a lot of people in Startup Nation uh, appreciate that as well. Once again, Startup Nation, we're actually wrapping up with um Sorry, give me just a second. Brian Volkweiss, uh, founder and CEO of Comedy Dynamics, and if you want to check out everything that he's been like, he's done a lot of stuff. Startup Nation. We have a few of those links there uh, in the show notes for easy access, and also a website uh, to his company there in the show notes as well. Look, man, is it, it, look, it, we're in the holiday season. It, it's a question that comes up all the time. I gotta ask you because you're you're in your you know you're in the, in the in the Hollywood space and stuff like that. I gotta ask you this: Die Hard man, is it a Christmas movie or not?
1: Listen, yes, it's a Christmas movie. Thank you. <laughs> I, I understand why people say it's not. I mean, not about Christmas, right? It takes place on New Year's Eve. Doesn't take place on Christmas, but yeah, that's a Christmas movie
0: in my book. Got you. Got gotcha. you. You know, it, it's funny because I I think it is too, and, and people say no, it's not like Home Alone or anything like that. And I, I always make the argument: Home Alone is basically Kid Die Hard. It's literally like the same thing when you think about Absolutely. it.
1: Absolutely
0: <laughs> right. So,
1: Absolutely. I I have said that for. Almost since I saw the movie the first time, it is absolutely diehard.
0: (laughs) Right. For sure. Appreciate you sharing that. Well, look, man, before I ask the last question, I just want to say thank you so much uh, for your time and kind of sharing all your value and stuff like that. I would definitely want to, you know, you know, get you back to your family for the holidays and stuff like that. Uh, but if you would, good sir, could you just give us some words of encouragement to take us out for the day? If you don't mind, as, as many people kind of dive through this pandemic and also kind of move forward on our path to entrepreneurship.
2: Um,
1: I mean, here's the thing. I learned this when I was in high school. I'm very blessed that I learned this at such a young age. One of my teachers told me there's nothing new under the sun. And That may sound like a little depressing. Like, what do you mean there's nothing new under the sun? Like, there's airplanes now. There wasn't airplanes 200 years ago. and, And that's true. Like, you could, of course, argue there are new things under the sun. But the reason why I bring it up and the reason why I've always taken inspiration from that statement is no matter what you're dealing with, personally, professionally, globally, whatever, to some degree, it's already happened. And I always take deep strength from that because, I mean, I'll give you a great example. If you want to feel really good about COVID, if you want to, like, seriously have a pick-me-up and be like, wow, COVID ain't bad at all, Read a book about the Spanish flu, Mm. because as bad as as COVID may seem, uh, Spanish flu, which was only 102 years ago, I mean, Spanish flu was like a million, billion times worse, in every single way you could think of was worse. So I feel like some people, and I'm guilty of this too, You know, every now and then you're looking out the window and you're kind of depressed that you're not going to movie theaters, you're not going to bars and clubs and, you know, whatever. And it might be easy to get depressed about that and be like, I'm so unlucky. Oh, my God. Like, what a terrible life I'm having. I'm stuck in the house in 2020 and this this is terrible. But then you read about the Spanish flu. And you're like, you know what? At least we know what germs are. At least we know how to get COVID. At least we know if you get COVID, there's a 99 percent chance you're lit. Like, so I, I just, I, I just think it's so important that being an entrepreneur, being owning a small business, is very, very hard, and it's very stressful. If you get down for more than a day or two about what's on your shoulders, that could destroy your business. That could destroy your life. That could destroy your marriage. That could destroy your family. But if you have the ability to realize that everything around you is going wrong and, and some of it's your fault, some of it is not your fault, it's just bad luck, you get up and you fight. And and the only way to get, that I'm aware of, the only way to get through the dark days or the dark weeks or the dark years. I mean, my 2013 was horrible. I'm still shaken up from my 2013. That was almost eight years ago. But I didn't go down. And to be honest with you, the only thing that kept me going was that I decided to keep going. I just didn't go down. Uh, Everything else was wrong and bad, uh, terrible luck, Uh, self-inflicted. I did some really dumb stuff, but I just didn't go down. And I didn't, you know, I would get depressed for a couple hours or a couple days here and there, but I would always nip it in the bud, get up in the morning and keep fighting. And the way I looked at it was I would be like, okay, for every hundred phone calls I'm having, 98 are bad. Two are good. Next week, I'm going to get to the point where 97 are bad and three are good. And then the week after that, maybe it'll be 90 bad and 10 are good. And you just have to, like, compartmentalize big bad things into little positive steps forward. And that's how you get out of the dark days. Or at least that's how I've always done it.
0: Gotcha. No, I think that's very sound advice. Thank you so much, Brian. And that's going to wrap up this session of The Startup Life. Once again, we want to thank Brian Volkweiss, founder and CEO of Comedy Dynamics, for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Brian.
1: Uh, Thank you, man. Have a great Thanksgiving. uh, And I appreciate your interest.
0: No worries. And as always, Startup Nation, if you have an idea, be about that life, The Startup Life. If you want to let us know what you think about our show, have an idea for a show topic, or would like to advertise on our show, send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a great way for us to engage with you, startup nation, and really grow our community. The link is there in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play,